on this week's Homo Superior. I would it's make never... sure the Treaty of Versailles didn't fuck over Germany as badly as it did. You, how would you do that? I don't know, yeah. but I would try. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do that, but then I, des- I still went to Industrial Revolution just because that's <laughs> the, the linchpin for starting the end of our planet. You'd kill whatever baby uh, yeah. Hitler of the Industrial Revolution there was. Right. Uh, yeah. Eli. No. Okay. no. The guy who made the cotton gin is not <laughs> yeah. the one that destroyed yeah. the world. Yes. You don't know that. Jeffrey Cotton. Yeah. yeah Je- <laughs> Jeffrey Cotton. Well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior. Whore. <laughs> Issue 278. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week. Like a sweater at a Christmas party, we are balls deep in a cheesy platter we call Mutant Madness. She's got the look. It's the Ornate 8. And you try coming up with some fashion-related things that rhyme with 8. There's a new trailer for Across the Spider-Verse and Secret Invasion, so we try to figure out which Spider-Man is a scroll and which scroll is a super Spider-Man. Did you want some news? Well, so do I, ma'am. And personally, I've asked my dear friend Clark to talk about some things like the Fall of X... And other such things as that. Uh, We get Savage in the Savage Land Part 2, Part Double Stuff for X-Men, the animated series. Plus, there are issues. And yep, you guessed it. We got plugs. But first, uh, housekeeping. Our next creator crush is going to be the one and only Charlie Jane Anders, creator of Escapade. Uh, current writer of New Mutants Lethal Legion. Really excited to talk to her. She's an accomplished author. She's also got a really fun podcast, Our Opinions Are Correct, which I've been listening to recently. So very excited to talk to her. That episode will be coming out in a couple weeks. Nice. All right, let's do some mutant madness. She's got the look. She's got the look. She's got the look. <laughs> no, Clark, it's your turn. I don't. I think they only do three in that, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. But you should, you should do, do a the next line. line. Da, 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 is there da, another da, da. one? Isn't there just the like a guitar are. riff or yeah. something? Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, Roxette. So this is week six. Wait, who sing, yeah, who sings that part? Week six. Week six. Uh, uh, fifth Element, six, week six. I don't know. Uh, so Mutant Madness. It is now April. We are in our sixth week of Mutant Madness. And if you haven't been listening to our podcast or following us on Homo Superior X on Twitter or Homo Superior Podcast on Instagram, We've been asking all of you to vote for your favorite looks for our four of our favorite X-Men, or rather X-Women. That's Storm, Jean Grey, Rogue, Kate, or if you prefer, Kitty Pride. Uh, and we're in the Ornate Eight. I think it rhymes pretty well, Brent. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. The, the oh-so-great Eight. If you eight. said Ornate Eight, <laughs> really? then... Ornate yeah, Eight. I mean, that's not the correct way, so Ornate, but it sounds better than What about eight? Don't Hate? Eight. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's got to be fashion related. Um, um, don't keep comma gate. That's eight. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying it's good it's enough. Not, I'm saying, someone else go. I, what I'm saying is defensively. If you don't like it, fuck you. Yeah, we agree. came up with a good name. Why yeah. are you looking at me when you say fuck you, you? You deal with that. He was looking down in sadness at nobody. Well, uh, yeah, but I felt it at me. Fuck you. This, this You're emotionally at yelling at yourself. Anyways, your we're in the ornate eight, which means that we whittled down 64 looks, which is where we started, down to the top eight, or should I say seven, actually. And by the time you listen to it, it'll be six. We know that Brotherhood Storm is going to make it to the top four, or as we're calling it, the Couture Four. I think that rhymes that a little bit better. That one works much better. That one's yeah. fun. Keep going. Yeah. So Brotherhood Storm. I suggested Sto- four more, but yeah. that one got rejected. Brotherhood <laughs> Storm beat Krakoa Storm 
rather decisively, but from some of the tweets I saw and some of the comments on Instagram, yeah. it was a tough choice for many of you. That's I, a tough choice, tough choice for me. I think this really? could have gone either way. Uh, Brotherhood it's the Storm. most classic look, I think, against this one that's just kind of fun. I mean, the, right? there's three looks that were her mohawk look, and this is the most recent, so therefore it was going to win that. And it's yeah. not going to go against side outfit that's just fine. Uh, it's, that's like a worse version of other ones that we voted against just because it was the most recent of those. I think that one looks, it's the best of her caped looks. I like well, it a lot. I don't like it. I love this look because it feels like it pays homage to a lot mm-hmm. of looks. Her yeah. abs, the lightning bolt. Her boobs. Oh, what the, are you her, talking about? Her side, <laughs> it's got the sides. Uh, yeah, actually, it does have that original storm cut on the sides. Uh, it's got the jean, it's got the leather jacket. Uh, it's it's excellent. It's got yeah. a mohawk. Mm-hmm. It's great with with the big uh, wild hair of the Hellfire Gala. Well, while you're we're recording, you're voting on Jean's top two looks, which are the Hellfire Gala look mm-hmm. versus her Phoenix, the green Phoenix outfit. <laughs> Currently, and I am a little shocked by this, the Hellfire Gala look is now, slightly winning. This can't be true. I it's right because our audience knows fashion. fashion. They actually do. I they mean, do. Uh, so in there's my a... mind, part of it is that that's not Jean Grey. That's you mean Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, Phoenix. That's not Jean's costume. Well, it's, it's her Jean body currently... skin. It's her. It's no, her, it's her someone, human form. No, Jean's body skin is in the fucking ocean in a cocoon. You gotta remember this that isn't her body Jean. skin is in Well, the cocoon, cocoon wasn't entered I, into I the did, contest. I did. I did still vote. I did still. I did still vote for fake Jean. When we do this next year, I'm putting the cocoon in. Just FYI. Okay. Wow, cars. Yeah. But what that means? Who would have expected we would have been embroiled in controversy about the cocoon? What that tells me is that the hell. Hellfire Jean look, if it wins, will be the only Hellfire look that will have made it to the top four, or Couture four, as we're calling it, which makes sense, going back to Clark's point from a few weeks ago, where he said the Hellfire Gala looks were almost unfair because they were like designed as fashion, yes. you know, runway looks. Jean's was, but she that's the look she ended up adopting in her regular look in the current comics for X-Men, and yeah. the others Somewhat. haven't done that. <laughs> She's not going to be wearing you that know- huge ass... Not you know, the cape, but like the rest of it, she <laughs> That'd does. Be great. She's just tripping over. She's shit. just she's... walking around with giant gold spikes around her head yeah. all the time. You know what's very fun that we chose to do with this entire thing is what? we gave no criteria that we would be judging on or any of the <laughs> audience, and we were like, "Why don't you guys fight, nerds?" Yeah. Like it just they like, people so, are loving it, and so the justification for any of our reasoning makes no fucking sense. So we're just like, "Uh huh, no, oh no." That doesn't make sense because she only wore that to a gal once. And you're like, what the fuck are we talking Listen, about? Listen, I love are nerd fly- culture. Are we flying by the seat of our pants or airplane, <laughs> as it were? Yeah. Yes. Are I mean, we flying I, out of the water and saying, I am Phoenix? Yes. I, I fought over our first Mutant Madness criteria. Yes, you did. I yeah. did not like it. You said too mad. Yeah. <laughs> not enough ness. What's right, the next one? So uh, over the next couple of days, we're going to be voting, uh, or rather you will be voting on the top two rogue looks. That's uh, the Excalibur rogue uh, from the most recent Excalibur run that Teeny Howard wrote. But she barely used in that series, period. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, versus <laughs> she her, I would say, most popular look, not that I'm trying to put my finger on the scale here, is her X-Men blue look that she wore for a good part of the 90s. It was also featured in the animated series. 
and a lot of cosplay. Wow, that's so weird. Now you like it. Oh. I didn't say I liked it. I'm just saying it's popular. Okay. I can like unpopular things. And <laughs> yeah, there's versa. lots of popular things that are terrible, like McDonald's. Uh, yeah. I was going to say someone that people online would get mad at me about. Who? Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> say it. Keep it. He just said it. it. No. Oh, all, it. The Swift, well, all the Swifties are coming for us That's now. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, already, then, I've yeah, already Taylor, pissed off hey, enough people. Sorry, Taylor Russians. Swift, Taylor Swift tweeted she likes the Excalibur look. So. Oh, well, then I definitely disagree with her. And then the top two Kate like slash Kitty Pride looks are the Red Queen look from Marauders versus her Shadow Cat look that she wore through a good chunk of the 80s and early 90s. Yes, Ryan. Um, uh, I just this is the only two looks that are actual looks. The rest are just like a modified version of a new mm-hmm. mutant's yeah, yeah. costume. So these are the this competition could have started just with these two fucking things. Look, she does. Kate has a lot of bad looks. What do you want me to tell terrible. you? She does. And actually, fun fact that we'll get into. I love that they realize it through our work on this very podcast that yeah. they had to redesign her look for the next run well, in X Men. We we are not going to vote on it because it's too new and it's going to come up in some of the news section. Exactly. But she is going to go as Shadowcat with a K. Yeah. It's a new, newly redesigned ninja look that Peach Momoko drew. Exactly. I, I, and so it's just good to see our work come to fruition. I didn't realize that I mean. this Shadowcat look, the Excalibur look, she had for like 75 issues. Yeah, it was like a long it's time. her longest running like major suit. Yeah, because it. Even it, though we got that shitty New Mutants one so many times, this one is still like straight up longest. It, it is. It's it's great. It's very eighties, but I do like it a lot. I think it's it's her best. Well, probably one of her best. I'm annoyed looks. that we haven't called it her Seinfeld pirate puffy shirt look. Oh yeah. No one should wear the puffy shirt. Yeah. yeah, but but then if you call it the pirate puffy shirt, that people get confused with the Red Queen look. The reason, that's a pirate look, too. The reason it Brent. doesn't make sense is she's just dressed as a pirate. Yeah. That's not her code name. That's not anything to do with anything. <laughs> but it's pirate she's just dressed as a K. Well, she's no. been a ninja. She's been a pirate. Is she going to be a robot next? Yeah. That's what I want to know, Ryan. Rule of threes. I want her to be a, a Norseman. Oh. Asgard kitty. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, are you shocked by any of the looks that have made it or have not made it thus far? The original Storm White. Yeah. I thought that would go much further. Yeah, but, me too. I actually, mean, whoever put it together though sort of rigged it. So yeah, it, but I don't. We'll never know. Wow. We'll never know who did that. I was wondering why I, Excalibur uh, Rogue must have had a really shitty group of people that she fought against. <laughs> This is that I mean, it fair. looks good, but it's not memorable storyline wise or anything wise. Yeah. Let's do a deep. She's dive. got a headband. Kalen, since you put this together, let's do a deep dive of what your favorite your looks plan? are, just to see if we can track. I did this some uh, almost chronologically. What? Yeah, that's in order. Yeah, <laughs> in order. Imagine me doing something in order. I'm, okay. I'm not shocked because I created a bunch of fake accounts to vote. <laughs> 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 ah, Chicago style. Yeah, I love that. I like deep dish. Uh, who do you think is going to be in the Couture 4? Well, obviously we know uh, Brotherhood uh, Storm will be, but the other three, who do you think is going to make it? Phoenix, Sheen, Classic, Rogue, and uh, and then... Uh, pirate Kate. I fucking Pirate, pirate Kate, yeah. even though I should A fucking be. pirates involved. That's in Which Pirate fuck. Kate? Red Pirate or Blue Pirate? <laughs> I mean, not a pirate. The shadow, I'm kidding. The Shadow Cat look... Has, it's gone up against some stinkers, but every time I see it, I like it a little bit more I because know. it is just a wild, loopy outfit to wear. 
I wouldn't be fully shocked if that Farrah Fawcett ass looking outfit made it. I think it's gonna. I, I think like it's gonna the make color it scheme a lot, and yeah. also her hair gets more volume every time I look at that. Yes, the, that the red the red queen look does look like she just got out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I slightly um, got rid of some pixelation on that picture, so uh, the red is more red. Not the, the red hasn't changed, but the black Can, is more black underneath it. So canonically, it looks much what does what type of hair does she have? Is it it's like curly, curly, I think curly, it's curly, right? Yeah, does curly cues. Wow. Okay. Except for neither of these pictures. <laughs> so you think you think Phoenix Jean beats Hellfire Gala? I think Jean at, at the, the end, end of the, the day, day. Yeah. Okay. When those last ballots are counted. Yeah. Oh, the when chats, Bre- oh, when the Brent chats logs on a few more times. Yeah. All right. And then who do you think is going to be in the final two? Um, Since Jean's going up against Storm, Storm's going to lose. You think Storm loses against Jean? Yeah. I think it's, based on, the, I think it's based on the number of people who are currently voting for the different groups. Jean yeah. and Rogue, baby. I think Jean. If if the if the Hellfire Gala gene goes up, I think Storm wins. But if it's the original gene, yes, good Phoenix point. Gene, yeah, yeah, all Phoenix right, gene. yeah. And then um, there's more questions. No, uh, <laughs> we've we've done this. <laughs> what stuff. else is happening? But next week we will announce on podcast who won. We will finally have made it through seven weeks. A mutant madness, and we're She's not even in look. March anymore. Uh, how long? Yeah, how long is the regular March madness? It's not a, this long. It's a month, right? It starts in mid March and then it goes to mid April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Early April. They, uh, they, uh, last week was the finals. They last eight weeks too. Right? UConn won, <laughs> hooray or something. <laughs> All right, it's uh, it's time for a preview review. After something of a dry spell, we got a preview review to discuss new trailers for Disney Plus's Secret Invasion coming out on June twenty first. And Sony's second trailer for Across the Spider-Verse coming out June 2nd. All right. Let's talk about Secret Invasion. Do you think all of the scroll will be named Ken or Barbie? That's canonical. <laughs> That's canonical. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, more seriously, how how high should people get their hopes up that the elongated scroll we saw was sc- Super Scroll? Or is that possibly just Mephisto? Well, Super Scroll would be tough to introduce until you introduce the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four because he literally has their powers. Well, why? Why couldn't you? Why not? Inter- why couldn't you introduce? Why not? Before? I mean, we, it'd be we weird. introduced we introduced our first mutant, which was yeah, Kamala. but no, she, has, she didn't like, gain her mutantdom from other mutant characters. Yeah. This I mean, is literally, he's made out of the, I mean, not made out of, he's a scroll that then took over, got, got the four powers of the four Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, I thought he got his powers from the same uh-uh. type of plasma no. interaction. Gamma thing. radiation. Well, yeah, they could change radiation. it, though, obviously. They've changed so much. They, if they do that, I will be very annoyed. I mean, his basis of his character is that it would be fucked up. They're like, oh, he's yeah. just some scroll now, which, you know, they've done quite a I bit think, with villains, so I, I don't he, put it past them. I think he'll be a super scroll, but not a super scroll, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Just an okay <laughs> scroll. Just, yeah, just a mediocre okay. scroll. Yeah. Um, so we got to see more Olivia Coleman uh, rocking a red pea coat. Love it. Uh, As a character that took away a spot for a queer character. Mm-hmm. That's what that, that's what she said she wanted to do the whole time. <laughs> she did. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, who is character? The the gay member of her family, the character's family. Stop teasing us. Who is it? <laughs> I yeah. lost his name in my head, and that's why I said it. Oh. oh. Wow. Gay erasure well, look again. That what's, up, what's his look name? That I just can't, we'll can't think. I can't think. It. Anyways, keep going. Um, uh, anyways, so... Uh, what else? What else? What, what happened in the trailer that you cared about? That's a, the, this is the you, open you, discussion you part. You know what I like about this trailer is I didn't know a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, so I I have more intrigue behind it because Brian, 
Wait, Fallsworth. E- excuse me? <laughs> you told me when I found it to say it. Brian <laughs> Fallsworth. Oh, okay. And what did he do? He was one of the main. <laughs> Let me Google it now. <laughs> he, and, he and his boyfriend yeah. were. Um, no, but uh, no, there's more intrigue behind it because. Union I, Jack and Destroyer. We don't know the plot, and it does seem like every episode might be a little bit more of a mystery. It does seem like they're going to be revealing some scrolls, so that seems a little bit more interesting than some of the previous work we've got. I from agree Disney with, Plus. I completely agree with what Ryan said. I also think this trailer gives mood mm-hmm. like you would not believe. Truly, yeah. And that really helps because it helps kind of put into my mindset and the audience's mindset the kind of show that's going to happen. It's paranoid. It's very like espionage with the Marvel twist and the sci-fi stuff as well. I'm really happy to see. I can't remember the actor's name, but he played uh, the main scroll in Captain Marvel. He's such a phenomenal. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn is Mendel- so goddamn there, good. There's one shot where Peace. he's like sort of transforming into a scroll, yeah. like halfway through. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, they spared no expense on this budget, and I love it. Yeah, you can tell it does not look like there's any weird wonky CGI part, which gives me anxiety before I go into it. It's it's more it's more grounded. It's more espionage. So you can tell that they got to spend the budget, probably the same budget as some of the other Disney Plus, not on special effects, <laughs> but because those suck right now in the Disney yeah. Plus thing. It's a but they easier. got to spend it on makeup and some other maybe sets and stuff like that. Costumes, so, costumes, costumes. It's easier to ground costumes. this. It's easier to ground this story because it is partially based on Samuel Jackson's life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wish they had like maybe the first two episodes. In the in theaters, just because I want to see how many cheers happen when they blew up the Kremlin. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> uh, you would be the first I one m- like leading. I mentioned it. not loving Taylor Swift, and I immediately said also the Russians. Sorry, yes. the Russians, but yeah. Well, no, just the government, not the Russians. The Russian government. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. His uh, his face about scars. Seventy five percent of Russians, I support. There you go. His face scars got deeper and deeper. Yeah, as I know. They got that bigger. Really that got cat into it. really got in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, in how a many way ep- that you could literally never see before. <laughs> how many episodes are there going to be in this? 475. Oh. oh. A sensible 74. They went down. Yeah. Uh, I'll look that up while you... And we'll talk, and then you have to interrupt us by saying the number. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. That's how many episodes it is. I'm so, going to say seven. So the most, the most obvious thing is, if you're doing a secret invasion thing... It's the reveals of who the scrolls are. So we put a a poll out on our Twitter, and uh, basically it was, hopefully you're all excited about Secret Invasion. Six. Who do you think (laughs) is going to... There's six episodes. Thank you. Um, We didn't vote on that, though, unfortunately. Um, Who do you think is going to end up being a scroll in disguise? So we have Maria Hill, War Machine, Nick Fury, Zombie Natasha Romanoff, which is just a jokey one, but a lot of people think it is going to be <laughs> more than um, Nick Fury. So we got War Machine maybe being number one, Maria Hill number two, uh, Zombie <laughs> Natasha being three, and then Nick Fury. No one thinks it's going to be. Why? Uh, uh, what why, do you think? Why wasn't uh, Olivia Coleman or okay, uh, and also Bri- Ross Brianna I- Harsham? What's what's the character's name? <laughs> Brian Fallsworth, but I don't. I, I think Brianna I think the, Fallsworth. I think the implications with Secret Invasion and just like this type of story is pre-existing characters Correct. already being scrolls, because then you mm-hmm. always like theorize how long it's were the, they scrolls? It's the, like, yeah, it's the basically uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers mm-hmm. type paranoid. Absolutely, it's like oh, this person this entire time has been an alien. What if so? You zombie find out, Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> what if you find out that Olivia Coleman's character was actually Olivia Coleman? The oh, actress, bitch. the entire and time. she's a scroll in yes, real life, and she's a scroll hey, in hey, hey, real Brent. life. Hail Hydra. 
she does have range, that, so I can see that, that would explain what she said at the bath. Does yeah. hail Hydra. Hail. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get an award, which I won't, Olivia Coleman did the that. thing. Yeah, can you imagine someone just going up and saying "Hail Hydra" and then walking off the stage? I do that to you every Saturday. <laughs> I know. Stop every doing it. Saturday. Stop doing it. I feel All like right. these characters are boring reveals. Okay. Like they're not Who interesting enough. I the the ramifications I don't I'm not enjoyed by. What? Yeah. Who do you well who do you okay, who would you want? Who would you want? Actual Avengers, actual fucking characters like that we've God seen Martin? other Yeah, anything. Anything other Hawkeye than these random sh- Oh Maria Hills, the scroll, good. Okay, whatever. I'm just thinking who's gonna be in the series. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying from the get go. These aren't interesting enough people to be well, characters yeah. to be ones well, that could you possibly do have to be pick a scroll. From the people in the show. Exactly. So would you but be that's a, what I'm saying. Would you be interested yeah. in Martin Freeman's character? I would have been cool if like they brought in Hawkeye's wife, who's you know Mockingbird, and turned her into one, and yeah. then to see how she's been kind of controlling him throughout the thing and stuff. And I canonically, do something. that would yeah. be kind of fun uh, comparison to the comics too. Yeah. So that'd be yeah, I mean, she true. also was a scroll in the comic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I know. Bobby. <laughs> I just want I don't Bobby. Know. Bobby. All right. Let's move on to Across the Spider Verse. Uh, it was a super spoilery trailer. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend against it. We're going to talk about it in a kind of general, non-spoilery way. Because I haven't watched it purposefully. So, Spider-Man 2099 has built a multi-dimensional Spider-Man person core. Uh, there are plenty of Easter eggs. But do you think it was a glaring omission that the space and time cops don't have a Spider-Ham? Mm. Maybe he was in the oven? No. Getting <laughs> cooked? Delicious. Jesus. <laughs> Getting cooked. He's delicious. Uh, was there anything from the trailer that particularly excited you? Uh, Miguel O'Hara can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I want to fuck 2099. He's my favorite Spider-Man. He is very good. Yeah, he's well, great. His intensity comes clear, uh, through clear as a bell. Which he <laughs> isn't like that in the comics. He's but, yeah. got such broad shoulders. And cheekbones. I mean, he's like cheekbones. 10 years old. Broad cheekbones. Broad ears, too. <laughs> broad hands. He's he's very, he's very wide. Broad, his yeah. aspect hey, you know, ratio is you crazy. You know where his webs come from? Yeah, where? Anus. Just dripping. Just dripping. Is there anything you guys want to say about the trailer? Uh, it looks fucking great. It does look great. Uh, I think the comedy works as does. It feels like it's got a lot of heart, just like the first one di- did. And it looks like it's going to be the best super movie, superhero movie of the year. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think, they, unfortunately, they have to, because it is a Sony movie and it's animation, they have to work a little bit harder to make you go to the theater. Mm-hmm. But um, don't see the, don't, don't look at the trailer and just try to go see it fresh. You, I think you'll do yourself a favor. Do you probably. feel like Sony like makes one. poor decisions on what they put into trailers? Like yes. They spoil the fuck out of every single well, that, movie yeah. to the point that's where that's old school trailers. If, yeah, they're, and if they're not confident about idiots. it, they'll do that. Yeah. And Sony's worried that this won't do as well as other stuff. I do think Sony in particular is a problem because they do not have faith in most of their projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're like, we got we to gotta pre-sell the hell out of this. Um, which superhero movie do you think had an amazing trailer? Just it, You don't have to go through all of them, but like, there's one that you just think... Uh, the Thor 3 movie or whatever one that got us the most... Re- what, most oh, yes, ever. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't uh, our Black Panther review? That was, that was also top two. That was right. um, Those are the highest I, listens by excellent, a factor excellent of 20. Movies. Uh, I think Avengers Infinity War. Had a great trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any of the trailers. Uh, I do. That was the most red herring one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Venom. Uh, Venom was the greatest. <laughs> Where they yeah, tricked yeah. us by having Hulk in the it first, was, first yeah, trailer the, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which is so stupid that they're like, I'm going to sue you if you do any fake mm-hmm. footage that's not in the movie. And you're like, why? What is wrong with people? <laughs> I think what the fuck is wrong? I haven't heard about what's gone on with that court case after it was supported. Yeah, because everyone definitely... murdered that person. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you remember any movie? Your I, movie I, I mean, I don't remember the Into the Spider-Verse being particularly spoilery. I think the only thing that I thought was uh, weird about it is that I thought it was going to be a TV show or something. The, the first one? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I liked it. Yeah. Do you know what I watched yesterday? The last five minutes of Homeward Bound. Oh. Where it's like the sad dog they think oh. is dead shows up and it still makes so me cry. So Sassy after. comes Sassy, and then, uh, uh, and then what's the, his the white dog comes and Sassy comes and then, and then, and then Shadow. Shadow comes yeah. and you think Shadow's dead because he's old. Oh, the, and they're like, well, I guess that's good. all the animals we got. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you know, the other ones all oh. died. They actually had 40 dogs and cats, but they all died along the way. Yeah. So and his, the voice movie, yes. actor of that is yeah. so crazy for Shadow. <laughs> it's an old... It's me, Shadow. <laughs> He's like a young person being an old person. It sounds really bad. It's wild. You didn't give us a chance to guess. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, with that, it's time for a thing we like to call Clark gets the news. News, Clark, Clark. Clark, get ready. It's yeah, the thank news. Thank you for doing that, because as soon as you do that, I decide yeah. to close out my screen. Perfect. All right. Do you know what's going on? I guess it's the news. On April 1st, the new titles for Fall of X were revealed, and I constantly thought they were April Fool's jokes until yep. the next day, because it seemed bullshit. The ability was revealed when Marvel started releasing some of their images and solicitations. So, sticking around are X-Men, with returning, as we said, Kitty Pride as Ninja, called Shadowcat with a K, Wolverine, X-Force, X-Men Red, Immortal X-Men, and x I already wrote X-Force twice. And X-Force twice. Uh, as previously noted, a dozen times on Candy Avengers is returning, and Invincible Iron Man is going full, fantastic, uh, full, fall, full, full fall of X. Uh, what do you think about the fact that so many of these series are going to be around still? We, usually they cancel every fucking thing. Did, uh, you, did you bring up happy. the Spider-Man title? That, it's coming. The other six are... Oh, okay. Do you not talk about the bitch. six new ones, you shithead. Sorry, no. I was told not to look don't, forward in the agenda sometimes. Don't, don't look forward that. to the agenda at all. I don't. I <laughs> To answer your question, I am very happy that both Immortal and X-Men Red are sticking around. Certainly. Uh, X-Force and Wolverine have gotten quite a bit better, as we've talked about before on podcast. X-Men, of course, was not going to go away at all. So I'm generally happy that these are around. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I'm also kind of kind of happy that Legion of X isn't sticking around. Uh, but there may be like another Cy Spurrier comic yeah. that Clark will talk about in a few minutes here. I am sad that Legion of X uh, didn't find its footing fully. Got a lot of Fs in this. Uh, but I do understand why you know it couldn't keep going yeah it doesn't have the pull not everyone's racing to hear about nightcrawler's thoughts yeah i mean it, they're not trying to find legion's thought at the same time they're doing nightcrawler's thoughts yeah that was two series at the same time yeah all right what do you think about kitty pride at aka new shadow cat with a k um and her ninja elements returning she's going to be an x-men as love i love that make her useful like I think she she doesn't know her footing half the time. She's a pirate currently, um, and it's tough. I I think go back to the roots of like something. Go back to the roots. Go back those to strong the... roots where she was possibly a Spider Man at one point. No, she was she. <laughs> yeah, weird. Uh, no, that's ultimate. But uh, <laughs> yep. it's I mean she was a ninja. She's a trained fucking ninja. And yeah. Like, the by reason Logan. that they skimmed over sometimes makes no fucking sense. I. I think I would like this if we hadn't had Red Queen Kate. 
Okay. Uh, if it if it had start if Krakoa the Krakoan era had started with Shadow Cat with a K, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. They haven't really known what to do with Kitty for a while. I mean, she was in fucking Starjammers for a bit, and then was the terrible leader of the terrible X Men Gold uh, mm-hmm. team. Yeah. You know, but because she is, I think she has advanced. Even though I haven't loved every bit of her characterization, I feel like she's really kind of come into her own as uh, the head of the Marauders, that this feels like a regression to me. It feels like a constant game of dress-up. Yeah. Where she's like, now I'm a pirate, and then she jumps on a couch for a minute, and she's like, now I'm a ninja, and then she kicks her little brother in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And then mom comes and scolds her. Yeah. And they're like, stop straightening your hair, because it's not going to, like, take, and it doesn't look good. And then mom kicks her in the face. It's not going to take. It's like like Uh, a kidney. But, you know, for her, it's just a phase. (laughs) (laughs) Blip, 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 blip. All right. Meanwhile, six new series and or mini series. Can I stop for a second? Because that really hurts my bones. That that is why I walked away (laughs) so fast from it. Gosh. Six new series and or mini series because we know most of these will end at six issues or something are being announced. Um, Astonishing Iceman written by Steve Fox. Friend of the podcast. Uh, Children of the Vault. Dark X-Men. Realm of X, which is rumored to be the next Betsy Braddock miniseries. Um, I call that miniseries because they so, those things are canceled like crazy. Alpha yeah. Flight, which is supposed to include Sabretooth mm-hmm. and Uncanny Spider-Man. What do you think about these six, everybody? Now uh, you can talk about yeah. your Go ahead, Ryan. And by six, Sorry. I mean seven. No, I'm good I at reading. forward. <laughs> uh, no, six. Six. It's six. Uh, these are wild. These are all wild. They don't make any fucking sense. And I, I like it. The only thing that makes sense is like uh, Iceman has been needing to get some spotlight for a while. Um and then Realm of X, I can also say it makes sense that it would be it. That it's just an and Realm works. Next. I mean, if they take over, like let's say Mercator or something in the that realm, that in realm. other worlds, yeah. 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 Children <laughs> of the Vault getting a series though is like fucking amazing. If they bring Mike Carey back for that, they yes, won't. They but will, that would be but great. It would be amazing. Yeah, uh, Dark X Men is the only one. I'm not really sure what that's about. The others, I can probably make some educated guesses. Uh, but what is that? I love them up against a team that's basically like copying their thing, but also being assholes on the side. Like Dark Avengers. I mean, a lot, a lot of the Dark X Men runs weren't good, but I yeah. think, uh, I think it's fu- it's a fun idea, a fun concept. Is it possibly uh, Madeline Pryor, uh, chief officer of Limbo Embassy, <laughs> assembling a team to work? Uh, yes. th- for the auspices of uh, the Limbo Embassy in the same way that Krakoa has its X-Force it or X-Men be. team? It I be. think it's because they can't use the Brotherhood name because now it's positive because mm-hmm. Storm's associated with it, so they want a team to be against the X-Men. So, the Marauders uh, are positive, and it's heli- go- positive and it, Hellions are positive. This is only so they can do X-Men versus Dark X-Men. That'll eventually happen. I mean, yeah, probably. I'm looking forward but, to this one And I can't Dark wait. X-Men? Yeah. I, I, hope Be- t- I hope Beast leads it. Boom. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm not interested in it anymore. That, that actually makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I have no interest in it. Uh, I'm looking most forward to Astonishing Iceman. I feel like uh, Steve Fox gets the gets humor right and mm-hmm. gay stuff right uh, in a way that I really want for that character to shine. You yeah. mean based as, as opposed to a certain writer from five years ago who wrote Iceman? No, I'm not. And, and, I'm not no. But Uncanny Spider-Man. Huh? Um, okay, yeah, so, is he a, is he a so, mutant now? So What's no going one, on? no one brought it up. But is he like what? What he's worked he's a with him before? Now. Yeah, he's always been a mutant. We had Spider-Man and the X-Men before, mm-hmm, which we, was as fun. a series. Uh, what? What? How could he be incorporated? Spider. I mean, X, Spider-Man and the X-Men was where we got the. I don't want to cure cancer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to make, make people the dinosaurs. Let's, yeah. let's go back to that well. 
Let's see if there's anything to do. We'll talk about that in about 10 minutes. I literally don't know how he could be incorporated, but I love it. I mean, Iron Man's I mean, he's already just had an interaction with them in Dark Web. You know? Why not? That's a great He's just point. like, hey, guys, I remember that it, you helped me with my stupid problem that could have been solved in five minutes, and I helped you with your stupid problem that could have been solved in five minutes. Let's find another stupid No, he stupid makes the problem. problems worse. This yeah. is Spider-Man we're talking is, about. Is Zeb Wells going to write this, too? That so would be great do if he do a did. bunch of crossover stuff? Probably. That would be great. I hope he does. And I hope Alpha Flight is written by Victor Laval. I do not. It's going to be Alpha Flight in name only. Yeah, it's. I don't. I wanted don't the, care. I don't I like w- Sabretooth's character. I don't know what they did. Don't like what they did with him. I don't support him in any way. Great. Um, <laughs> I wanted the Canadian Iceman from the animated series to be in Alpha Flight instead of Sabretooth. A boot. <laughs> a boot. Yeah. What are you talking? A boot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll see though. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else in the news? Uh, Mark Guggenheim is continuing his iconic run as worst X-Men writer of all time with a prequel miniseries, X-Men Days of Future Past Doomsday. Hopefully, uh, hopefully artist Manuel Garcia doesn't get dragged down by it, uh, by him. Are you all looking forward to reading about how all the X-Men died? And from Mark Guggenheim, no less? I'm just excited that we started with Mark, we started with Googs and... And we end with Googs. And yeah, this is the end of the <laughs> podcast and we're going to start a new one. Surprise ending, <laughs> click, we're <Yeah>. done. <laughs> Googles. Uh, Googles? Googles. Googies, whatever he prefers these days. I always forget. I understand that some of these miniseries are written for nostalgia, like a lot of the Claremont stuff. Obviously, it's not for me. I don't know who this is for. Guggenheim has no fans. And you can't even say that about Chuck Austin, because Chuck Austin, he's got his fans. He does. There was a poll... like a while ago, and it was like, "What is the worst run that's ever happened?" Yeah, so, we put it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, not, oh. not even ours. We did it. We're, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah. We're Trailblazers. Blah blah blah. But I meant like I saw it on a wider scale, and like Chuck Austin's run was there. Some people hated like New X Men run, like all of it. The thing that came up the top, which was just a miniseries, was his fucking young, young X Men. It was run. the worst thing it is ever the created. Worst thing. Yes. Here's the real problem, because I know we're all kidding. We all love Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, he's great. Is that X-Men Days of Future Past Doomsday doesn't have enough colons in it. <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past but Doomsday Part 1, The Initiation, Judgment Day. Wow. But, but how did they get there is what they said. <laughs> yes. and no, and that's, what, that's the there's question a, that Guggenheim no, posed. There's no limit on how many words you can use with Mark Guggenheim. <laughs> but we're going to see how Banshee died. Oh god! Uh, no, we already saw how he died six in times in the last year. Ten lives of Wolverine or ten deaths of Wolverine. That's the most iconic death yes, you've ever had. That's I, it will never be topped <laughs> ever. Skinned alive and used as a suit. All right, let's move on to MCU Next TV Double Edition. It's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. And in this case, we're ramping up to review X-Men 97 by reviewing X-Men 92, the animated series, season three, episodes 12 and 13, Savage Land and Strange Heart. Isn't it supposed to be Savage Heart? Or is it Strange Heart? Strange Heart. That would, yes. Yeah. It's savage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sticking so it. This yeah. is this is it, it's strange. Good though. luck to me because this is my first time reading through this. <laughs> good luck. Sauron heads to NYC, but his trip is cut short when he decides to kidnap Storm to feed on her unlimited mutant energy. The X Men head to the Savage Land to save her and end up fighting dinosaurs, a brainwashed Storm, and the powerful sun god named Garak, 
who fuses with the island's volcano, kind of, and has a kaiju fight with Sauron at the end. <laughs> when you said that Sauron was heading to New York City, I'm just imagining him going to Times Square, going to the M&M store, yes. and doing the most yes. basic yes. fucking tourist yes. things. Well, I was just... so excited for him when he went there, and <laughs> he's having fun. And that human skin when he, of his. When he got yeah. off that bus and said, say, mister, where can I find Broadway? Yeah. And they were like, shut up, faggot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, favorite, God, my favorite part is when he goes on the subway and electrocutes some man or does his power. He's like, don't worry, this won't hurt at all. Electrocute the fuck out of him. The guy passes out in the goddamn ground. It's yeah. like, oh, it clearly hurts. That has a concussion. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a wild ride, the, these two episodes, because... <laughs> and this was Rudy Giuliani's New York, too, by the way. It truly was. Yeah. Um, I didn't... Uh, these aren't great episodes. They're not. I, I mean, it stars the chicken lady, so <laughs> the yeah. price of admission alone. Now, though. I will say, fashion-wise, dumb choice to have the chicken hat. Great choice to have the gold <laughs> lipstick. I did like that. Do, look. do you mean Zaladane? Zaladane. Is that, is that Zaladane. Go- uh, Zatarans? Zaladane. You can see from la- last week's um, thing on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. When for I, when a, I used Zaladane uh, hanging from a fucking lamp. She's giving Gentora vibes, is what she's <laughs> <Yes>. giving. <laughs> what yeah. isn't giving you Gentora vibes? That's what I want to know. I will say the animation for this, there is an improvement because, like, they did it twice, but the sequence of when uh, What's His Face becomes Sauron. That actually looked pretty good. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. Did, did yeah, you think that is. the animation also picked up because they used, uh, I want to say, 50% of the final episode from the prior season where they just like, oh, in episode two, we got to do a flashback to show you what happened. Oh, I know. That was here's, the longest Here's flashback. the entirety of that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They probably did. And also half of the X-Men cast, it makes you realize how rotating the casts are because they're like, Professor X isn't there. Cyclops isn't there. Genius. You're like, Gambit's not there. They're like, half the cast isn't in these missions. Well, they were busy. They were busy <laughs> doing something else. They never explained that. Yeah. Jubilee just had no idea what the fuck was going what going on. She hadn't she... been before. So she just gets in a little bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> the the That was tough. Arrogance of her to say, Well, if I can take out Sauron on a pterodactyl, Storm must be easy. Oh, I know. She became so confident for nobody. Meanwhile, in the first episode, she was like stuck in mud and Rogue just had to rip her out. It made no sense. (laughs) So weird. Uh, Uh, Is is there anything about, I mean, is Garak from the comics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He turned good for a while, too. Yeah, it was weird. You might not have gotten this, Brent, but his name has rock in it, and he turns into a rock formation. Mm, He turned into like some sort of chode mountain for a while. Chode mountain. What is my favorite ride in Disney World? What does Ga mean? (laughs) (laughs) Is that also rock Oh, God, I'm rocking. Uh, uh, Does this imply that Storm is an Omega-level mutant here? I mean, that's not a concept they do in this at all. It isn't, but I like like where you're going with that. Because he kept saying, like, unlimited yeah. power. I need unlimited elemental energy. Yeah. She, I did the feel, limit does not exist for Sauron. I did feel bad for Sauron, though. What? You, why? Well, because he, he, just, he didn't want it. The, guy, the guy seems not like Sauron. he's got this part of him that is just a little cuckoo banane. Like, mm. you give him too much tequila, and he goes crazy. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I'm now <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> um, I, I felt bad for him. I don't know what the regular guy's name is. Kazar. Kazar. He was so nice to him. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you probably killed some of my friends and family and destroyed our city and stuff. But, yeah, fine. You're on our team now. All yeah. his friends and family look yeah. like uh, shampoo commercial models or something. <laughs> like, yeah. They're all We're like, in a world of dirt, but yep, look at us. We're beautiful. They're all hairless, jacked, but with, like, perfect curls. 
It's um. Why were they riding horses in the beginning of the first <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> what is is there a huge horse track in the that? middle of Central Park? I, I Women know. like horses? Girls like horses? I don't know what they were doing. I guess it was like bonding between Storm and Rogue. But why did they both have one single hair sticking down over their forehead over the, under their horse's It's hats? called Fashion Baby. Uh, and yes. we're a fashion podcast. We, we are, are a fashion podcast. She's got the look. I liked how they used an English saddle and a Western saddle to show their personalities. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're different. And they cost her. Her costume was literally an English like riding riding costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, um, when when they saw trouble, Storm got off of her horse. I guess it ran mm-hmm. into the wilderness. She transformed in a really cool transformation thing, and then she flew. And then Rogue didn't do anything. She just came in the clothes that she was yeah. and still fought people. <laughs> she was like, "Ah, eh, it's whatever." Some people want to change before yeah. they allow. It's and casual like Friday for Rogue. And yeah. Storm never has that. I appreciate that. Also, yeah. one thing that happened um, in between the two episodes is some of the best to be continued animation. Oh, oh yeah. First to be continued. But it let's was not very show you all iconic. The, uh, we don't want to show you all the frames that <laughs> yeah. go into making that image a complete look. We're only going to show half of them. Yeah. And you're going to be shocked by which half we show. <laughs> two. And it was like, it didn't go in two, any yeah. sort of formation that made sense. Two. Be continued. <laughs> all so right. Weird. Let's move on to the issues. The issues are a weekly recap of all things X. And this week, we've got four issues. Immoral X-Men number three, Wolverine number 32, Rogue and Gambit number two, and Scarlet Witch number four. Let's start with Immoral X-Men number three. Written by Kieran Gillen, illustrated by Alessandro Vitti. It is now year 1000 of the Sinisterized timeline. The original Mr. Sinister and our favorite Chimera have a falling out due to the fact that Sinister wants to reset the timeline through the missing Moira's. Then he finds her hanging with the decrepit Doombot. So this is our first glimpse of this timeline. What do you guys think of it? Mm. Clark? Question. I Clark. don't really have I, an answer for that. I have an answer for something else. So okay. Go to the, I go to the... think that the art in this matched the, the direction. <laughs> Yes, uh, the art was good. The I art, liked. the art, and the storyline I thought were great. That there's a lot of griminess. That this is not so much a full narrative at this point as it is kind of vignettes in terribleness. Yeah, I also enjoy the fact that the reality of the situation is that uh, Irene could have stopped this at so many points, and that she. And Mystique are once again the worst drama lesbians making yeah. everyone else their their fucking problem. Let me leave you a phonograph. Like what Seriously? the fuck are you talking about? This, this is the <laughs> timeline where Mystique lives the longest. So we have to deal with this bitch breakup. And it's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you know at a certain point, like maybe that. That that is not something that you can go for. Like, there's greater good to for be a clairvoyant. Done. She's pretty short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I did Self, say when they centered. Really, we, yeah. we were told they're going to resurrect her. That I didn't want her back for yeah. her reason. I knew this kind of shit was going to happen. Um, yeah, but I like that. I do like that. It is all fucked up because of this. Yeah, that is actually a very good and interesting uh, catalyst for a story. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not mad at that. I actually do think that this makes it a fully queer story. That it's caused by queer Mr. Sinister. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a lesbian couple. And a lesbian couple. Honestly. And yeah. Moira, like, she's also queer. Like, <laughs> the result has been that 
queer power has destroyed the universe. Wait, isn't this what Focus on the Family has been talking about? Isn't that why the Tennessee like yeah. like banned like, drag? We are gonna make we are gonna make planets of people to worship us. And we are gonna be dressing in the fabulous. Bad romance outfits. Uh, and the the, the, the yes. only people that can survive in this queer war- world universe is basically some guys who work out all the time, Exodus, and um, really Emma, sassy girls. Mother Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yes. yes. And Grinder via Doombot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that is a good Grinder. It's too short. This story is too short. I I don't think there's enough tie-ins. I think we need a lot more. It feels, yeah. I it, enjoy it, it, but I do, we I just need it way more fleshed out. And this is exactly what my criticism was early You're on. Right. Was like, it just feels, it, it's an interesting idea that isn't fully fleshed out. Maybe maybe Kieran like ran out of like just energy after doing Axe, which was fantastic. And we all really liked that one a lot. But yeah. uh, it just, it's it's... It feels very slight right now. You want more flesh? Well, yeah, we only have two more, three more issues. Yeah. Rasputin is in this and is given free will just so she can be the hero of the story, which we love. Um, but why did Sinister give her free will? <laughs> I don't know if I love her because I want Sinister to win and go back in time and fix all this shit. Yeah. But why did? Why was she given free will? I because he thought that she was going to help him, and then when he if she realized that he was going to revise the timeline after nine hundred and ninety years, she he, finally has enough of him. Here's, she, here, yeah. Here's why. Uh, and by the way, it's only after nine hundred years. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> That's so, still pretty yeah. fucking long, folks. <laughs> um, it's because if he allowed her the ability to, if, if he allowed some control over her, he knew that someone else could easily hijack that, and she's more useful to him while she has free will, um, and I, under the illusion that he's trying to save the universe. I thought it was because, like, the Sentinels, or I'm not the Sentinels, like the what, the way he influenced the Quiet Council, like, was too obvious. So he was like, eh, I'm not gonna do that again. Mm, that may yeah. be part of it, too. I mean, that's a part of it. But I also think she did not want her timeline to be completely gone. She is a sentient being that's lived for 900 years. Yeah. So, And we got a lot of that in last week's, uh, or two weeks ago, uh, Storm of the Brotherhood, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I feel like I would be fine with this universe not existing if we could go back in time before like World War I, World War II, Industrial Revolution, so we don't get this shitty world we're in. I don't care about my life enough that it matters if the world's a better place. You mean, oh, you mean like our current <laughs> oh, world? Sorry. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I, 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 okay, not the comics. But sorry, our, I thought you were still talking about the comics, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, wait, I which don't part of Sinister's life does he want? Yeah. I mean, that works too. If, if if Sinister goes back in time yeah. before Industrial Revolution and fixes the shit out Is of he it, just yeah. Dr. Who? <laughs> Do it. Get get started, Doctor. I'm not sure what part of the timeline I'd reset if, mm. I, if I could go back and do it all again for someone else. I would it's make never... sure the Treaty of Versailles didn't fuck over Germany as badly as it did. You, how would you do that? I don't know, yeah. but I would try. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do that, but then I I still went to Industrial Revolution just because that's <laughs> the the linchpin for starting the end of our planet. You'd kill whatever baby uh, yeah. Hitler of the Industrial Revolution there was, right? Uh, yeah, Eli. No, okay. no, the guy who made the cotton gin is not yeah. the one that destroyed yeah. the world. Yes. You don't know that, Jeffrey Cotton. Yeah, yeah Je- <laughs> Jeffrey Cotton. Uh, so uh, at the very end, uh, there's a figure that's talking to uh, Rasputin. That's Mother Righteous, right? We don't see who it is, but it sounds oh, like yeah. it would be Mother Righteous. Good question. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, Chiss. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else it could be. Honestly, her machinations are boring to me. 
Mothers? Yeah. Mother. 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 None of this is really going to come to anything. We knew that ahead of time. It's just going to go back, and then they're going to be alive again and fine, and then they're going to fight each other again. So some of the previews for that are coming up, we see Rasputin in the quiet council chambers, so I think that will be the reason why this happened. They bring Rasputin back or into like the main okay. timeline. Uh, yeah, any I'll be most interested to see what knowledge survives from this timeline. Yeah. Because um, I do think that as far as an exercise in exploring Mr. Sinister's character and Irene's motivations, that this is successful so far. Yep. All right, let's move on. Wolverine number 32 by Benjamin Percy and Juan Jose Reap. Weapons of X continues as Henry McCoy uses his secondary mutation to turn into Henry Kissinger. Thank you, Brent, for that joke. Uh, Logan clues in on the clueless quiet council that Beast has gone full big bad. We get a glimpse of the Cerebro Sword, which we haven't seen in, what, 20 or so issues of X-Force? Oh, right, we're reviewing Wolverine, not X-Force here. Mm-hmm. And we get a cool fucking shot of Beast's skull base turning into a giant fucking Wolverine. Uh... Do you think this is going to tie into Fall of X or now or what? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think sure. I, I don't think so. I, I, when based on solicitations, it's, it's almost the same team, but the entire plot is different. I disagree. There's some spoilers in the future solicitations that include certain characters from that, and it seems like there might have a be- Colossus? Be- no, it's, it's Beast. <laughs> He's like in a weird suit. He's in a weird mech suit fighting X-Force. Yeah. In theory, like a sentinel suit. Yeah. yeah, I think that they're going to take away his power, and he's going to have to reset and try and work through that in some way. But as far as lasting ramifications for you know the fall of X, I do like that this storyline is trying to pick up more of the original geopolitics that were existing when uh, the House of X began. Yeah, and so to the extent that other people are looking at Krakoa now as a threat because of someone like Beast, who is a prominent member of the X-Men, uh, as being like this crazy psychopath and a reason for them to invade or fight, yeah. I think that's going to have consequences. And it's wild. Going back to what Clark was saying uh, during the news section, X-Force will be the longest-running Krakoan wild. book. Because X-Men mm-hmm. has restarted when mm-hmm. Jerry Duggan took over. New Mutants has ended. That's when I'd go back in time. Marauders, <laughs> Marauders had a second volume. Uh, Did it come out before Wolverine? Hasn't stopped, has it? No, but, the, but Wolverine but was the second, like was a, second okay, yeah, wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a weird break. Um, it's because Wolverine it's is in this series, <laughs> yeah. and anything with Wolverine will do well. And that's why they've leaned into weird clones of Wolverine. It's they have more to, Wolverine. Yeah, that's but what he's sells. not going to be in this comic anymore. I know, but he's to. he's going to be in his own comic. That's yeah. what this is. No, I meant yeah. for X Force. No, it'll be no. Laura who yeah. will be the guys. Guys, Wolverine. guys, you're gonna get all the Wolverine you want. I and need my Wolverine. <laughs> Give me my Wolverine. Um, this art is so fucking gorgeous. Yeah, he's great. Gorgina, mm-hmm. it's so gorgeous. Juan Jose Reap is great. Actually, uh, a great week for art in general, mm-hmm. as we'll get into Ooh, our next two yes. books. And you made a painting recently as I well. I did right? make a painting, but it was like finger paint, though. Was it one of those drink and paint things? I drank the paint. Is that what you mean? Yeah, sip and paint. Uh, so moving on to our next book, it's Rogue and Gambit number two by Stephanie Phillips and Carlos Gomez. We find out that Rogue and Gambit may be having some marital troubles while they focus on Destiny's mission to get Manifold back to Krakoa. They have a cool as hell fight with T'Challa in a rural Nevada town made up of mutant-loving hicks. Oh, and Forge has now entered stage left. So what do you guys think about that kind of evolution strains in Remy and Rogue's relationship. 
I think that's every married couple. I think that makes sense. I think it. I like that they realize we have to do this mission. Oh, wait, we can fuck real quick. We should probably do that real quick. And then we can go back to the mission. He like had to kiss her. I, I think that's every. I think it makes sense. As our marital correspondent. Brent, yes, yes, yes. What do you think? So <laughs> this is oh, actually. <clears throat> we can move on. It is. It is <laughs> moving uh, Gambit back to a position that he used to be in a long time ago Agreed. where he was more roguish. Mm-hmm. And no pun intended. I don't know if I love it because it is one way of creating conflict between in their relationship, which you kind of need because if they've already if they're together, it's static and who's going to change and develop. But if you're just regressing a character for it, it becomes really boring. Mm-hmm. I don't love that his solution for dealing with T'Challa was to tie oh a my. woman's arm to an oven and burn the building that, down. That was outrageous. Who cares about their marital issues? Like he literally almost murdered a woman. And, they, and they're like I didn't hate that. What? What? Kaylin. Is it cuz you hate women? He didn't like her. I hate arm. ovens. Uh, what or, the or love fire. No, yes. he literally tied her to an oven, lit a match and was like, "Let's see." What the That was the most That's fucked crazy. up thing. That is insane. Because even if he, he she saved, she could be severely burned. It is an oven. It was insane. You didn't have a problem with that. You also, th- it does you not said go, they should communicate. More, it does not go. You said. It doesn't go very far to counseling. The, counseling. Uh, the argument, like in the movie The Fugitive, when they're chasing Harrison Ford, and he's like, "I'm innocent. I'm innocent." I if don't he care. then just started shooting a gun at people, yes, you would think, "Oh, Better. you're probably not that innocent, are you?" If he if he started lighting people on fire. I going back to what you were saying about the relationship. I I don't want to talk like, about that anymore. I want to talk about the murder he almost did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that woman is like a Sarah Connor situation, and like the machines had to destroy her before she saved the world. Yes, or there you go. The Nimrod world. shows up, destroyed yes. their world. Yeah. Other than tying women to stoves, why do you think this marriage is in? Tatala should have left her on the fire. <laughs> I like the fact. How will she learn? Yes. that Rogue is an adventure junkie. And like she, you know, got a little bit of that with her short stint on this version of the X Men, mm-hmm. and then has been out in space doing God knows what with the Brood, and Remy just getting ha- seated by the brood. hasn't been doing a whole lot of that, you know, and so that's causing strains too. Well, he died and th- then turned into death for a hot second, then undied again, and then. But et what cetera, relationship hasn't had do, that? Do you think he's acting out and trying to be more adventurous because yes. she's okay? So yeah. he's like tying with yeah, stoves and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. That's you know. I mean, <laughs> okay. what yeah, do you yeah. do when your when your partner gets hey, more adventurous? Do you want to go to Six Flags or tie a woman to a stove? <laughs> like old time. I, I'm tired of y'all kink shaming. Yeah. People are into stove. Play. I, I want to make sure you realize this woman was not on board for yeah, this time. Cakes require consent, okay? She she literally said, hey, you're a superhero. What are you doing over here? And he said, I'm going to tell you this stuff. Let's go to Firewatch <laughs> with Clark. Clark, what did you think of the fire incident? I don't like it. I mean, because it makes me supposedly supposed to support Destiny's Gambit's a dick thing, yeah. even though her wife oh, raped him. Yeah. Um, and I don't support anyway. I hate what they're doing to Gambit. I, as Brent said, I don't like that they're turning him back to what he used to be, and I don't want him to go forward. What is the char- What is your ideal characterization for Gambit? Dead. Oh, uh, he was already dead. Well, Brent. I want him to be more dead, mischievous, but ultimately a nice guy. And I didn't get it from this. No, honestly, like you want him to be like uh, George Clooney. 
oh, I'm a nice guy, but I play pranks sometimes. Like Ocean's Eleven. Chris yeah, I'm going to throw a fire card at you and, or light this woman on fire. <laughs> tie this woman to a stove. I'm going to tie this woman to the stove. <laughs> Pranked ya. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite episode of Jackass. <laughs> oh, my Did you see God. that news article recently where this guy, uh, some dumb YouTuber piece of shit, was pranking people and yes. someone shot him? Yeah, in the oh stomach, and he was bled to death. Was... And now, and now he d- he doesn't think he did anything wrong, and he's gonna. Yeah, continue. hear that, Gambit? Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! Some <laughs> man's gonna shoot you in the chest. <laughs> hey guys, Gambit here. Just about to do the. Hey, Rogue's got something. Watch <laughs> out, Gambit! <laughs> Try this woman to the stove. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last issue last. of the week, Scarlet Witch number four, uh, by st- by friend of the pod, Steve Orlando, and artist Sara Pacelli. We get twenty something odd. We get twenty some odd pages of a beautifully illustrated fight between Wanda and not Wonder Woman. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really fun. Love the idea of uh, the what's the name of that group? The 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 he- weird branch. Hecate. Hecate? The, the not Hecate. But they've got the order of something, whatever. That that this leader of the group has to defend members of the extreme kind of sect of the group because they're still part of it mm. i like that that kind of um driving motivation for a character yeah 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 i i thought this was a really fun issue it's a great fight scene that's pretty damn sure it's, it's basically like you said it's like scarlet witch versus wonder woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, all, that's all it is and my god sarah pacelli gets better with every issue and she was oh, already yeah. fucking amazing to begin with the, like, the lorna issue that he did that they did was fucking gorgeous yeah so good i mean i like this series a lot yeah i think he's writing it really well and i like the one and done kind of thing each each episode is gonna say but each issue is kind of one and done yeah i'm assuming at some point they could do it like a straight on storyline but well, like this is starting out this way. This has uh, been this was like a follow up from the last yeah. issue, though. So, and then but it was literally like the very last second of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm glad that the conflict of the story isn't who is more powerful, Scarlet Witch or someone else. They've taken that for granted. Yeah. And so any of the action, it kind of feels like, oh, you poor idiot. You don't realize how powerful the Scarlet Witch is. This is about how stupid and futile your actions are. It's tired, and like I'm glad that she has to be creative with how she's going to fight someone that's really strong. Like it's that's a better angle to go at it. If yeah. she she can't out magic everyone, you know what I mean. It's it's more of a fun angle. Yeah. Also, I love that the art is great week for art because I love that this artist is staying with the series because it yes. is phenomenal, and I think it's. Probably one of the best things about it. And well, as talented as Sarah is, apparently issue five, Russell Dowderman's actually going to be drawing it. Mm. Oh, okay. Because uh, well, he does good. a lot of like the cover art, and he designs some phenomenal costumes, including Wanda's current costume. Nice. All right. Well, that's been the issues this week. Oh, as always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where we each get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, or experienced this week. I want to share with you... Our little teeny tiny baby homos. Um, yep. Let's start with Galen. Uh, I hope I'm not stealing yours, Brent, because uh, we saw it together. But oh, no. Dungeons and Dragons Aww. was actually a pretty fun movie. I missed it. I know. We, it was sad you didn't come. But uh, uh, if you've played Dungeons and Dragons, it feels a little bit like this, like these sort of quests that build on each other. Uh-huh. Uh, they do a pretty good job of, of of emulating that in the in the adaptation, uh, but the cast is also really good, and the Cr- comedy lands pretty well, right? It, money to this yeah. make it's really good. It's oh, yeah, cr- look it up. Uh, Chris Pine is fantastic. It makes me 
wish that Marvel used him for some of their characters. Like he would have made a much better Star Lord than Chris Pratt for Well, Chris damn Pratt sure. did say he wants to be Booster Gold, so we'll, well then he can move on to DC <laughs> yes, please universe. Please ruin that character. <laughs> um, but uh, and then Hugh Grant is a perfectly just like slimy roguish villain. Uh, I think I think it's a fun movie. So sad. Well, that. Uh, what was yours? Uh, mine, Let's go to you, Brent. Brent was what's yours? The graphic novel "Once in Future" by Kieran Gillen. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> the art looks great. That's well, what oh, you were just talking. So Wait, just the first one or there's more. like no, thirty he's, some he's, issues. He's joking because. Keep going. <laughs> um. Well, the the illusion is destroyed. Yeah. So I don't have a plug anymore. Okay. Well, yeah, the same plug. So that's a double plug. Uh, double penetration. That's great. Um, my plug this week is a new podcast that just started. It's called No Autographs, Please, with Arden Marine. Um, she was on Mad TV for a long time. She's yeah. done stand-up. And Brian Safi, which you can't have a comedy podcast without Brian Safi being on there at some point. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Safi just showed We're up. We're a fashion podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, uh, and, yeah, and the first guest is Drew Drogi, which is a very – uh, noted uh, also comedy legend. What's so. the premise? No um, autographs, please. It's pretty fun. Um, the basic idea mm-hmm. is that they're too they're too famous, so they'll, they'll do some improv games. They'll be characters. Um, they do an interview portion at the start, and then the actual games itself. This week they did a game where they took prompts from the internet of like first uh, first worst date sayings. So like one for example was like. Um, Oh, sorry, I'm late. I was uh, there was a new episode of The Big Bang Theory, <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to use those in the actual thing. But the the thing about the scene is they have to make it the most positive scene ever, and it goes well. Yeah. So it's these terrible prompts that they made into that's really fun. fun. So yeah, it's a really fun uh, improvised sort of uh, thing. Dungeons and Dragons made thirty eight point five million dollars. Oh, I thought that was your plug. And as it's well. going to get axed, uh, d- destroyed tomorrow this week because. They're gonna what you call it? Uh, Mario's gonna make over 150 million dollars. It's gonna it's getting uh, bad reviews. Oh yeah, 53 yeah, percent bad reviews. It's but, a gonna suck. Uh, mine <laughs> is there's a, sh- a show on Netflix <laughs> called uh, War Sailors. War mm, Sailor. Yeah. I'm trying to think which one's which. It, used to, it was a two hour 20 minute movie over in uh, Norway, but over here it's three episodes TV show and it's really good. It's not happy. It's not like joyful because it's basically about half of the Norwegian fleet of people bringing supplies during World War II were less like straight up shot and killed by the U-boats and stuff. Yeah. It's really well done though. It's quite good. The characters are really good. You support certain people over and others and it's not others and you're surprised as to which characters you actually support by the end. Not Nazis or anything but like the characters within the Norwegian (laughs) group let's say fleet blah 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 blah. It's really well done though. Okay. I'll check it out. That's been our episode. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X. It's not too late to get in the Ornate Eight and vote for who you think's outfit is great. Now, give me your plugs because I don't have any. Tweet at Kaylin plugs that I should listen to or read or review, uh, and I'll plug them. I'll plug them up so good. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, little homos.